Welcome to another episode of Balance and Water. This is your girl, Balance, and I'm here with my partner, Water. And we're bringing to you, um, what is this, our 11th episode now? Yeah. <laughs> well, since I do upload them, this is our 11th episode. God, this, yeah. this is good. Yeah. I'm, starting, I'm starting to get the hang of this. You're like a veteran. Right. We're in the game. <laughs> Jump right off the porch. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's our topic? Yeah, we're going to get into it today. Um, by the time you guys hear this, it'll probably be pre-recorded anyway. Um, just because my partner has somewhere to be, uh, what is it, next weekend? Yeah, I got yes. a life. Yeah, she has a life. Um, but yeah, this episode, we're going to talk about um, how does the community develop, how does the community, what is it, devalue? What did I say? <laughs> Are we- how do we devalue our culture? Yes. That's what it was. How do we devalue our culture? Um, and by that, I mean the African-American culture. Um, this is a touchy topic, but I feel like it should be addressed um, because it's a lot of things. I was having a discussion with my partner and I was saying that, you know, no one's ever going to take the African-American community serious because we don't take ourselves serious first. Um, and this is outside of <clears throat> the black on black crimes. I'm just talking about in general how we promote ourselves and what we do to um, bring attention to ourselves. So before I get started, I want to ask you, um, Alicia, what would you identify as? Um, I know that you are Caribbean, but you're still, I've always considered you African-American at the same time. So what would you consider yourself in regards to this topic? Would you be like an outsider looking in or would you consider yourself um, a part of the community because you've been a part of it your whole life? You've been in America. So I identify as a Caribbean American. I am first generation American in my family. Um, so no matter where I am, wherever, wherever I go, I'm Caribbean, right? Mm-hmm. But the reality is when people see me outside, I'm black. Yeah, you, you they, black they don't black. specify what kind of black. I'm African American. I'm black. That's all I can say. It doesn't even matter. Right. What I after that. So I guess I can have two perspectives, but reality is I'm African American. Now, quick question on like job forms when you get ready to apply. I don't know if you apply because you have your own shop. Do they have a different box? You no. Do you put other? They have African American. They have Hispanic or non-Hispanic. I think that's and then Indian and then yeah. So. No, or a Pacific Islander, right? right? I no. That's not what choose. The Pacific Islander. No, Pacific Islanders are like considered like um, I think of them of more like uh, like Cambodians or like okay, gotcha, Hawaiian, gotcha, yeah, Samoans. I think that's what I figured, but I wasn't sure if you guys would be in that category as well. So all I get to choose is black. Mm. Sometimes I don't even choose stuff. Even when I'm filling out any regular applications, I may not choose anything. Right. So um, my name doesn't necessarily come off as a black name. Right. So I can be whoever you think. <laughs> <laughs> I can be whoever you think. My parents were smart. I'll tell you that. They named me and my sister pretty generic. Right. Yeah. My sister gets away with it a lot. Her name is Cindy, so... Oh, Cindy's great. <laughs> Cindy, she would get a callback yeah, for everything. Everything. 
and me and Alicia. I mean, I pronounce it Alicia when people see it; they think it's Alicia. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty generic, but yeah. I I do identify as a Caribbean American. Okay, so now with the things that are going on in the world, um, when you look at us as a community, what do you think we need to improve? Because mm-hmm. we don't have, we're never taken serious. So much, so many times you see the Black Lives Matter, you see all these different movements going on for the African-American community. But I honestly feel like we're doing more damage to ourselves than anyone else. So, of course, um, the whole cops shooting African-American men and women, regardless, um, innocently, it is definitely wrong. But it's not far fetched from the 1970s and the 1960s when they had the sit ins and the cops and everybody attacking us back then. And so the only difference now is that everything's more publicized and we have more Caucasians that are willing to speak up in our defense Mm -hmm. versus back then. And so now that we have more people that will speak up, you still have these shooters and everything going on. So for me, the only conclusion is that it's us. Because when you look within the community, we're doing so much to devalue our own culture. Mm-hmm. I think looking from, and again, I don't want to like separate myself and say I'm not part a part of this, right? But I think a lot of, Caribbean Americans don't one not fully understand the fight, right, and the lack of unity. Mm-hmm. And I believe that a lot of times that African Americans are very reactive instead of proactive. Mm-hmm. I think it takes like like I tell my sister every time, like, man, it's hard to be black in America, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like every day I'm waking up to a new set of rules. Like, right. dang, today I'm supposed to be boycotting this right. shit, okay? <laughs> Tomorrow I'm going to wake up and this person now just got shot. So now I have to go and rally and I have to put up all these hashtags. Right. And I have to post their picture. And then, you know, next week it's going to be something. I feel like everything is based on, like, when something happens... Now we want to be pro-black or now we want to do something about it. And because of that, and because there's not a full unison Mm -hmm. um, of everybody being proactive, Mm -hmm. I think that's why nothing is getting done. Yeah, I think it's too many... I know I'm going to get a lot of backlash for this, but I I I honestly don't care. But I feel like the African-American community is like a bunch of crabs in a barrel. It's a bunch of crabs in a barrel in the sense. I think it depends on where you are in the country. Not everywhere is like that. If like you the come ones, from a the, small the ones that matter, shall I say, the the areas that need the most help, okay. they're a bunch of crabs in a barrel. Right. They can never come together for self empowerment. It's always us against one another. Until it's this major outbreak that's going on, this new movement that's going on. That's the only time that we quote unquote look like we're together when in essence it's all a facade for social media. It's it's so only you think social media is devaluing our culture? I absolutely think that that is an aspect of devaluing the African American community because everybody wants to look quote unquote, they want to look like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. 
They want to look like they're apart or they're down. They want to look like they're better than this person. They want to look like they're this and they're that. But when you shut the cell phones off or when you close the computer, what are you? You're not doing any of that. You're going back to the same things and antics that you were doing prior. And there's nothing to help the community. So how do we fix that? What specific things do you think devalue? Honestly, I honestly I don't even know the tips or what to even say to help us. And you, and when you say devalue, you mean as to what the outside world is looking in right. on us, right? Yes. Because of course, if we're doing it to ourselves, we don't realize that we're devaluing ourselves, right? right? So you're saying what Caucasians, mm-hmm. whoever else, everybody outside looking at the African American community. Okay. And I think. We like to use the excuse that it's a part of our culture. And one example I'll give is our music, the way we handle our music. You mm-hmm. have the African-American women out there promoting, um, twerking in public, little to no clothes, busting it wide open. And then you have the African-American men promoting thought Tiana. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so if, if this is what I don't heard that it is. It is trash. <laughs> You know, he may be a great individual, but that song is trash. But the meaning behind it is pretty much saying that he wants pretty much a skeezer, bust it open. And that's her name, a thought. And if anyone doesn't know what the word thought means or the acronym, those holes over there or something like that, those holes. Oh, there's an actual breakdown for that? Yes, a thought. Yeah, that hole over there. That's what it is, that hole over there. So that's what thought means. Hey, look, you taught me something today. Yes, that's I what. I did not know that. I could have sworn you knew that. I thought that was just another no. word for. I did. Oh wow. Okay. No, it meant that hole over there. So you're pretty much referring to black women as as hoes, and you see a lot of rappers um, stating that. Yeah, you have women that are raunchy. That is a part of who they are. But you promoting on the platforms that you have and making it in a song and dancing to it. It devalues our culture. So where is it in other music's culture or other cultures' music mm-hmm. that they do that? Like I feel I feel like they don't um glorify mm-hmm. certain things. Now I don't of course I don't listen to every form mm-hmm. of what would be considered white music, right? right. Um, you listen to pop music, it's mm-hmm. usually about having a good time, dancing, mm-hmm. uh, going out, partying, that kind of thing. Right. Um, country music is usually about love and right. beer mm-hmm. and whiskey or something. And then um, rock music. I mean, I don't, sometimes I don't even know what they yeah, say. they just scream most times. <laughs> I mean, where is it that they do those things? Most times, like I haven't listened, of course we haven't listened to every song that they have out there. But most times we're the only culture that speaks of raunchy things and make it popular and okay. We say it as if it's okay, like it's the norm. And then we throw in, well, this is our music. This is a part of our culture. But as a person on the outside, a a Caucasian or whoever looking at that type of music and how you carry yourself, how you play it and make it popular, I'm going to look at you like you're crazy. You're devaluing yourself. So you're saying it's okay to call the women hoes it's okay to tell her to pop the you know what like and i also feel like that's why 
a lot of Caucasian women get married faster than African-American women. I feel like their culture, they, they're more so for a family atmosphere. That's just what it appears to me. I feel like they want it. They promote the things to have a family versus us. We're okay with the turn up until we're 40. Because a lot of the time when they're referencing women, it's in the pursuit of finding their perfect girl, right? Right. Not in the, I need you to bend over to find out if you are the perfect girl. Right. right? And that's why you have so many women out here that's being run through where guys won't take them serious and everybody's afraid to get hurt because everybody's living this lifestyle that's being promoted by our own culture. I listened to hip hop growing up, right? First mm-hmm. of all, Caribbean music, that's all we talk about is having sex and having fun mm-hmm. and partying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you got your reggae where we kill a couple of people in the reggae songs, right? <laughs> <laughs> we, we kill a couple of people, right? So, um, but. I don't feel like our music. Some of the some of the newer artists, I do feel kind of degrade because right. they're just overly raunchy, right? right. Um, and I like a little raunch. Everybody, I, I like everybody needs a little salt. I like it, right? And I, I mean, um, trap music. I don't really get into that that much, but there's some songs that may be a little catchy. Okay, but when it's become like the overall consensus of what black people are listening to or what mm-hmm. our culture is creating i feel like that's a problem like right. i remember growing up you know from new york so growing up listening to biggie and and i mean was his music probably considered a rush but when you listen to something from what he said to what's being said now and i'm right. just like damn back then that was bad right but this today is is what are these children <laughs> listening to? Right. The things that Biggie and them touched on back then was something not to be proud of. Right. They, because they were talking about their life. Right. Really what they were seeing every day, like right. growing up in the streets, really right. being from the hood and what they had to do to come up. Right. right? Um, and how it was hard for them at times to separate what reality was for them to right. this new fame. Mm-hmm. But I feel like... The, kids today or the, the artists today one uh, the, the life is fake I feel right it is right and it, it just doesn't make sense like that is not life right it's not realistic and then you have everybody out here trying to live out these pipe dreams of being a rapper so they can have this facade of a life that they see that these other these the small fraction of rappers have so they can live this turn up lifestyle to have all the skeezers and the drugs or whatever else when in actuality, most of these individuals are not doing all those drugs. Even future, yeah. like that Molly popping the. He said he, he said he said pop, popping the Percocet, but he just did an interview like maybe the beginning of this year, end of last year. I can't really remember where he was like he was afraid to come out and tell his fans that he was not doing all those drugs because it made him so much money to say he was, and this was a lifestyle. So you have someone on this huge platform who's promoting this for our community and then you have the community that supports you doing these things because they look up to you so music back when Biggie was talking about drugs he was talking about actually being the drug dealer yeah not taking the drug now the kids are talking about actually taking, taking the drug and Big said 10 crack commandments never get high on your own supply so if you don't know that song but <laughs> you're not supposed to be doing the drugs right right why are we having a whole song about drinking lean 
and popping pills. Because Why is that so common to put like when you the rapper started kid mm-hmm. the great you know to have a good hit I have to talk about all the drugs that I'm taking. Right. It's a facade. It's a facade. It appears like it's in. It looks good. Like I say when you get on a computer when you're on your cell phone this is the facade. You look like this image. I look like I have money. I, I got on the Gucci belt, the Louboutins. I look like I am somebody. And everybody wants to be a part. And I feel like the way things are turning, the African-American community is a bunch of followers, but they're following the wrong crowd. So the question is, is the other cultures that are looking in on us, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, everybody loves our culture. Right. Everybody right? wants to be us. Yes. Everybody wants to be us until they're getting beat by police. Right. And getting arrested and that type of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Or dead. Right. So are <laughs> dead. they want to be us to the dead. <laughs> they're dead. <laughs> so are they also doing the things that you're saying i feel like our culture is actually doing the things that these kids are saying in the songs mm-hmm. right the artists are saying right. so the artist said pop a pill i'm a pop a pill right but are these outside cultures actually doing it or are they just listening to the music for entertainment it's entertainment for them it's in, they want to look apart they just want to be able to know the words and sing along right. and act yeah. like right. I'm down with this. But are you really popping the no. Percocet? They want to dress I mean, like us. Doing, there clearly is an opioid epidemic. Yeah. So People, everybody's doing so drugs. So their is popping the Percocet. Yeah, yeah. That. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of older white people out here that's yeah, I mean, to opioids. Yeah, opioids is epidemic because they're doctors and everybody right. giving that out. But the other cultures that want to be like us, they want to look like us. Meaning they're going to get their butt done, their breasts done, they're going to get the shoes, they're going to get the outfits, the guys, they're going to get the dress now. You see the Caucasians getting dressed now. They want to look like... an Asian boy who had, right. got his hair done, the lip texture. Did you see that video? Yes, I, I, I saw that one. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, they, they want to be us because it appears to be popular. So then we have value. We have, we have a lot of value, but what we're promoting is the negative aspects of our culture. And so the negative things that we're promoting, we try to be like, this is a part of us and who we are when we should be promoting other things. I feel like the only way we can have progress within our community, the African-American community, is if we're promoting something better. Like they want more than the Caucasians. They want to be seen on the same level as the Caucasians. But this has always been my mindset. The only way you can get more and be more is if you play their game and be better at, at the game than them. Right. But you can't try to create... To do with white people. Yeah, Take and beat game. them and better. Be better. But we always settle for less. So we'll promote the negativity, be who we are, which is raunchy, and they will never take us serious. So when you're trying to infiltrate their game and their lifestyle, they won't accept you because you won't break that barrier. So what of, what of their, their lifestyle or their game are we really trying to attain? What is it that we're shooting for that seems like the shiny new thing? Like, what is that thing that that world is doing that we want so bad? I think it's essentially having control, more say-so, and power. Um, Because it's always been a white man's world. It's always been that for forever. And so, like I like I refer back to the 1970s and the 1960s and so on and so forth. Civil rights. Civil time. rights time. The white people took over everything. They had all the cops. They had all the politicians. They had the preachers. They had the doctors. They had everything and everybody. So we want 
what we need to be trying to do is try to infiltrate and get our own community, ones that look like us, you and I, within those roles. But instead, we'd rather just be a rapper and sell drugs or promote drugs and promote hoochies. And so when something happens, like a cop, a cop shoots an African-American woman and they're saying, oh, well, that one black person that works for that police station is a sellout. Mm-hmm. No, we need more of you that look like us, mm-hmm. brown boys and brown girls, to be in those positions to make that change, to stop what's happening. Nothing's right. ever going to change if you allow them to have that power. One or two African-American people in that hospital or in that police station is not going to change the, the situation that we have right now. The laws are not going to change fast enough for what we need them to change. So the only way we can be better as a community to grow, to get the things that we need, possibly try to get some equality, is if we get more people in those roles, more lawyers, more doctors, more more police chiefs, more politicians. Do you feel like this generation of millennials are really striving for that? No, because of things that are devaluing our culture. But do they do they even understand it? No, because those that are helping devalue the culture, <laughs> they're not promoting it. The things that they're promoting. So it should the, start. So with music, because mm-hmm. that's the thing that's going to get to mm-hmm. change first. Mm-hmm. Different lyrics. So when you have the the artists who are more conscious, right, mm-hmm. of the things they're saying, you have your K dots, you have your uh, J Cole's. I mean Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, your, your J Cole's. Um, we got your T.I. philanthropists and all that other stuff. Right. You don't have to rap about it all the time, but we, the world works on seeing things by action. So you don't even have to make a song about it, but when you show what you're doing in the community or what you're speaking out about or what you're doing out in the world, that holds more weight. But you don't see that. They go on, the ones that have money, they like they don't even see what's happening. They don't speak up until they put a post on social media. You don't see them out there trying to make change. They go on like, I got money, I'm okay. But the community suffer from the things they promote. Does the community want the change? The community wants it when it's their mother, brother, son, daughter. But if it's not bothering them, it's like, dang, that's messed up. But it'll never be me until it's them. And now they're like, well, why are these white people doing this to us? Why are the other communities looking at us? Why do they never take us serious? Why can't we never get a job with our hair like this? Aside from music, what else do you value in us? Our respect for one another. Lack, lack of, of respect. Our lack of respect. And especially for our elders. Um, I think the generations now, they don't respect anything or anyone. And so if you don't respect anyone or anything, then how are you going to be taken serious? So that's for starters. Those that have paved the way for us to kind of have what the little bit that we do have now that have worked for the little bit of change that we do have, we've just taken them back 10 steps. Because their parents are not teaching them the respect. Um, I think it's I think it's a mixture of parents not teaching respect, and then you have children having children. So mm-hmm. you have young adults, children, 14, 15, 16, 18, 22 year olds, individuals that have not developed as individuals. They don't really know themselves in the world. You have them trying to raise children in the crazy world that we have, and they don't really know how to maneuver in this world, mm-hmm. but they're trying to raise someone. And then you have single parent households, not saying that no other cultures have them because every culture has single parent households. But in my eyes, this is just solely my opinion. I feel like the African-American community, they don't really stress two parent households anymore. It's like, okay to have a child out of wedlock. It's okay to have a child and move on and have two more from two different guys. 
it appears to be an epidemic for us. Yeah, it was. I mean, I grew up having a lot of Caribbean friends, of course, and the majority of them um, did have two parents in the household. So it wasn't it was more foreign to me if somebody didn't. Right. Um, Because even in my family, everybody was married and they had been married for years, you know. So. I, it was hard for me to empathize with some of the stuff that friends that I would gain along the way that didn't have mm-hmm. a stable house. Oh, and I shouldn't say that because a single parent household can be, still be stable, but didn't have two parents. Right. Um, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> you said it was hard for you to sympathize. Like, yeah, it was them. hard for me to understand what they were going through right. um, and the struggles that they were having uh, because I did have my father right. in, my, in the house. So, and why it was so easy. Like, people talk about it really, like, like it's fluid. nothing. Like, yeah, it's, it's so fluid within the community. It's like, yeah, I had a child with somebody else, but I moved on um, after I had the baby right. with someone else, and I'm, now I'm pregnant with his child. And it's like, there is no value in having that family aspect. Like, it's okay to just have a bunch of kids. Um, it's okay to be on government assistance. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, it's, they're making it the norm. I'm not saying that government assistance is bad. No, it's not. It's there for help. But don't put yourself in that situation without trying to exhaust all the other options prior. It's like you put yourselves in that situation, but it's promoted within the community. It seems like the norm. You, it's normal to see a woman with so many kids driving in a Toyota Corolla. friend who was an educator, and she told me how... Um, I guess she was doing something with her students, Mm -hmm. high school students, and was like trying to ask them like what careers and stuff that they wanted. And um, I remember her telling me something about like one of her students telling her like, well, if I just get this much in food stamps and if I get this much in like Medicaid, whatever this assistance is, I should be good. You know, I don't really need to get a regular job or I don't need to go to college. Right. And it's like the fact that at this age, 15, 16, 17, you are already breaking down how you don't need to do anything in your life to live life. Right. It's crazy. Like what mindset, who is instilling this in you? I mean, you're seeing it from whoever, of course, is around you, what your environment is. But right. that's very sad because then whoever she has a child right. with or whatever is going to become that. So it just keeps going on. Right. How do you break that cycle? Who breaks the cycle? If you don't see anything else, how do you break the cycle? I feel like those with the higher platform that are that influences our community, they're the ones that should help us. That's why I say when you're saying, when you're in low income areas mm-hmm. and in communities, you, the, the the people who are influencing you are usually music, mm-hmm. actor, any kind of celebrity. Yeah. That's all you have. Yeah. You don't have like how many. Black Americans know who Sean King is. They probably don't. Right. They, you know, they, there's a lot of people that you should be aware of. Right. That you're not. That could right. give you some kind of insight. Right. To right. see what life can be outside of just becoming a basketball player or just becoming a musician. Right. Right. But they don't even know who those people are. They who are exposed to them? If but how are they supposed? To, how do you get the exposure? And honestly, I will say this. I love the shade room um, for the simple fact that they publicize those that are in those different seats. 
yeah, the shade room posts things that are negative, right. you know, that's juice and that's right. tea. But anything that they try should, to sprinkle a little bit of yeah. to get the attention. Right. They try to make you aware of what's going on, who's speaking up or who's doing whatever work behind closed doors. They are like most people are on social media, especially Instagram. And so we want to see the tea. We want to see the juice. Mm-hmm. So Baller Alert and The Shade Room are the two biggest, like, I guess, like celebrity websites that Blog publicize sites, their things. Yeah. yeah. So by them publicizing, I, I'm glad that they're taking that step to try to at least put those individuals yeah, out only, there. There's only so much foolishness you can post all right. day, right? Right. At some point, you got to be trying to instill something. Right. Because like you said, if somebody outside of the culture, if you go and tell your coworker about the shade room, right. They're going to go on this site and their yeah. thought is, oh, that's the site where you can get all the black gossip. Right. right? That's the site where you can see all the foolishness. Mm-hmm. But in that, they need to see something else. They need to be like, oh, I didn't know this person was doing right. that. You know, like right. give them, give us something else besides the music the fake reality right you don't have enough people bringing aware uh, awareness to what we need to be better individuals within african-american community a lot of people they only have those dreams of being the football player the basketball player the rapper or whatever to get out of the hood or to be different but then when they get out and but they still are but the chances are doing... the chances are short because the only reason they're trying to get out is for the money not to inflict change. So if they are one of the few that make it to the NFL or NBA or whatever sport they want to play, now they feel like I can do whatever. Nobody's going to say anything because I have money. So they're just buying it. They're just buying their way through life, using that money to buy frivolous things, materialistic things. But at the end of the day, these cops still see you as a black man. I don't care what kind of shirt you have on, what kind of belt, what kind of shoes you have on. You're still a black man. You still can be put down. No matter what your name is, what you've accomplished, you still can be put down. And I don't think they they understand the severity of it still because everybody feels like it could not be me. What would it take? Like, I, there's not going to be... Um, <laughs> me and my CrossFit coach, he was like, I just wait. I'm waiting for the day when Black America just, like, wakes up and it all clicks. Right. And I'm like, yeah, it's not all going to click for everybody at the same time. Like you, what you want is 28 million billion people to wake up and be like, oh my gosh, I need to get involved and make a change in my community. That is not happening in unison. Most of them, most of them are followers. The, a lot of African-Americans are followers. So if you see a bunch of people doing something. Well, we have, we will. We're going to be followers. Right. Because we were never shown anything good for our life. Right. So we're following those who we think right. is doing the good in the life. Right. Whether it's, it can't comes from our community or from right. outside communities. Right. right? We're following right. that. So, and there's, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with no, following. It's, it's okay to follow as long as you're following the right things. Right. But when you're just looking through someone else's lives and just seeing the money and the materialistic things, you're not reaching for much. Money comes and goes. Right. What else are you aspiring to be as an individual? And that's, what the- that's, the, that's the highest. My I worked hard in high school playing football to become an NFL. Right. And a lot of times 
um, the pressures of the family, right? right. You, you have your mother saying, oh, baby, I just want you to make it because we, right. we can all get about the hood, right? right? So that is, so now the pressures of that, that's all you have. Right. Um, nobody is really pushing their because maybe people are pushing their kids, but it, it's not the push of, um, oh, I did all this work. I went to 12 years of uh, medical school to become mm. a doctor. You right. know, they're not going to go to that thing. They're right. going to go to the easier thing. Right. And even if it's not them, I feel like, you know, if I was ever to get on, God forbid, if I ever was to get millions of dollars, my goal is to put as many people in my family in college to be something wow. successful. Not for me to just give you money and you start and you this. Do whatever you want. Yeah, no, on. you're going to go to school. I'm going to have stipulations. You're going to go. I pay for your college. I pay for your apartment. You're going to go to school. You're going to be, you're going to get your degree. That means something. Now, I'm not talking about social work. Not right. saying that doesn't mean anything, but you're going to aspire to be more. Right. You're not going to get, what is it? Um, What is it? Um, Something arts, social arts. What is that one? The, the, the liberal arts, liberal arts yeah, that one that means nothing that's pretty much like a high school diploma <laughs> like I'll pay for your college but you're not getting a liberal arts degree you're going to mm-hmm. do your research you're going to figure out what you want to be and what you want to do I'm going to put you in a position so that you can be better and want more so you feel like everybody in order to be better that you have to go to college no you don't have to but you just have there's to there's so many people out here that are, are very successful right as you a really young ages mm-hmm. um, that have learned how to be, you know, entrepreneurs, open up their own businesses, tapping into right. avenues that, you know, we would not back, you know, when I was going to school, it was, you had to go to college to right. be something. Now it's not that way for millennials, but I feel like they're also kind of just fucking their life away. Like instead of thinking about what can I do long-term, it's like, what can I get? How can I get this bag now? So if I can, uh, sell lashes or right. you know so just, just right. I want to say stupid little things but they're just trying to do little things just to come up real right quick now. and it's not long term and my, my question is is okay yeah you've become a young entrepreneur doing this but how is that benefiting the community yes it's putting money in your pocket from us but what are you doing to help us grow we're, we're not because we're being selfish exactly so we're crabs in a barrel my point from the very beginning. I'm trying to get to the top. Fuck all y'all at the bottom. Exactly. But what are you doing to help promote anyone else? Are you putting, whether it's one kid a year in college, are you helping with any type of scholarships? How are we going to expose our community to more when all we see is the government cheese? Like, like, yeah, you have these entrepreneurs. Yeah, you have these people um, that are making one or two million a year, which is a lot of money. But how are you giving back to help strengthen our community? Do you feel like I know a lot of celebrities who don't like to publicize what right. they did, right. right? But they are helping, right? They are doing um, a lot, and I don't feel like like I'm the type of person that if I'm going to do something for somebody, I don't need the world to know right. what I'm doing, right. right? I will be like, here you need this, okay? Here you go, and right. you know, I have to tell nobody. I don't need no. Um, acknowledgement, no accolades or nothing for it. So if we're sitting here waiting for these people that we're admiring to Mm -hmm. show us that, hey, you had a scholarship this week, you gave out this amount of money, or you put these kids in school and they're not showing us, why can't, why are we waiting for that? Why can't we get past that and just do better? Well, because most of us don't have that strength. To want more, because we don't see more. The only thing we see is what's glamorized now. 
like before social media became very popular, the only people, the only thing that people wanted to be was sports athletes. Michael Jordan was a well-known name. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing we had to look at was sports. So everybody wanted to be an athlete. Bo Jackson. Mm-hmm. Everybody just wanted to be an athlete because that's what was popular. That's what became a face. As social media came a part of our world, now we can be a little bit more. Now we can be stylists. Now we can do this. Now we can own this store. Now we can do that. But why can't we go further for roles to help change our community? I don't understand why that's overlooked. One of those, are they feeling like, well, nobody helped me. That That's probably part of, part of the re- reason. But a lot of it, I know that they feel like, I have this money. I'm exempt from what's going on to those. Because I made it. I made it. I'm I did okay. what I had to do to make it so. Right. You follow by follow by my example. Exactly. If, as long as you have money, you can't be touched. That's how I feel like a lot of them are, especially Adrian Bronner. Who's that? The, um, the boxer. That, is that the one that um, for me, whether like, is his mentor or something? He was his mentor. Yeah. That one that's always in trouble. That Somebody who can't read is your mentor. <laughs> How is somebody who cannot read? Because they have money. Money rules the world. That's How is somebody that wear cowboy boots to a basketball game. Are you talking about the Mary J. Blige's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Mary J. Somebody who's been to jail for beating women. Multiple. How? So when he decided he wanted to become a boxer and he's going through training, yes, you're looking at Floyd. Are you looking at him because of the money? Are you looking at him because? Of his stats, he has all these um, knockouts. No, you're looking at how did he right. get because all this money? Because if you were looking at him as a character of a person, the character of him, then that wouldn't be your goal, right? He's right. not the person that you right. you may respect what he do and how good he is at what he did, but that's not the person that you want to be trained up under, right? But those with a good background, they don't get any respect. They're considered as quote unquote the lame. Like they honestly, they still treat J Cole and Kendrick Lamar like. The bottom level rappers right. because they're not talking about drugs because they're trying Jay to Cole look like Jesus. Let's talk about that for a second. He looks like the Messiah. How you don't want to follow somebody who look like Jesus? You know, they my style, but I'm sure he takes a bath. That's <laughs> like that's the uh, that's the only so thing I can like, say about is, that. Is, was that his way of saying uh, when I was clean cut and I looked the part right. of a rapper? Right. You still didn't want to listen to the words right. that I was saying. Right. So now let me look a little rough and tough, and maybe you'll it'll draw your attention more. That, is that what is that what we're doing? I I have no idea because is they just choose who they want to follow. Like you got a future with like ninety kids out there talking about devaluing women, saying, "Do you want to? I'm gonna cheat on you." He's letting you know I'm gonna cheat on you. I'm gonna do what I want. But are you gonna see him crying his Honda? Or this is is that really a song? No, that was no, that was a phrase he made. It's a phrase. It wasn't even in a song. It was a phrase that he stated after he got caught messing around. So you have so (laughs) because he was dating one. His do you want to ride? Do you want to cry in this Honda or do you want to cry in this Bentley? So that means either you're gonna cry, either you're gonna stand up for yourself and get in your car that. You, you can afford, yeah, that you can afford, or you're gonna let me take care of you and I'm gonna do what I want and you deal with it. And you have so many young men looking at guys like this. They consider the Russell Wilsons the lanes of the world yeah. because they value well, Russell women. Wilson was smart enough to buy 
Sierra's masters right. hate her. Right. She controls her music. Right. And controls what is done with her music. Right. right. And her and her value. Exactly. While she was with somebody who's out here talking about people crying in his Bentley or their Honda. Right. And steady pro you know, like saying that he couldn't marry one of his the mother of his kids because the other baby mamas would get upset. Mm. What? Wow. Wait, so wait, you've had this discussion with them <laughs> and they said that you cannot marry any of the other ten. Can't marry any of us. But you can't have you can't marry one of us because we're all it be upset. fair to the other ones. Right. Not about love or trying to create a stable household, but we don't want to make the other ones upset. So sister wise, pretty much. Okay. So this is what's being promoted within our community. So that's why it's like if they're publicizing that that's okay to have multiple kids, different women. What do you expect? So are we wrong then for um, the minute that we're not even talking about celebrity status, right? Let's just say the minute that I, as an African-American woman, gets a good job, um, I'm married, my husband has a good job, Mm -hmm. and we decide that we are going to move out of this area. Right move into a better area for our kids where there's better um, education. There's, you know, they can go to the park and I don't have to be concerned, mm-hmm. but it's a predominantly white area. Right. I think it's Am right. I wrong? Because I didn't stay in my community to try to help my community so that my kids can still be a part of the culture. No, it's not like your kids are going to be a part of the culture, but what you're doing is you're trying to invest in your children. So in order to invest in your children or your family or whomever, you have to go for the best. And sad enough, it's in the Caucasian communities. And so, of course, I would move away to give my child the best life I can and then try to give back to my community. But this change that we need... That's my question. Is there an expectation that I'm supposed to, when I become successful, whatever level that is to you, that I'm supposed to stay in that community and give back to it? Yeah, because... Now you have another issue of entitlement within that community. You move out, you're a sellout. Right. You stay in, now you're supposed to give me, quote unquote, give, not help. Not show me how to give. No, not show, not help, give. When you don't give, you're selfish. So everybody has their hand out, but no one willing to work. So, I mean, the only thing, like this issue that we have within a community of building ourselves up is no quick fix. It's going to take a long time you for feel it. like we'll ever see it. In... Wow. I, I don't feel like I'll ever see it while I'm alive. No, we'll never see it. I don't think we, I as think, I mean, you I, and I. I think we can, we'll see some progression. Yeah, we'll see progression. But to a point, I, I think like if everybody outside of the black community died tomorrow, mm-hmm. would we be able to sustain as a whole, as a unit? Could we sustain? Could we live and survive on this earth? I don't, I don't even think so. Would we know how to build our businesses? Would we know how to build houses? Would we know, you know, how to create curriculums? Would, mm-hmm. Could we, could we sustain as a culture without, and because, you know, when people always want to complain that, you know, it's the white man and all of right. this, it's like, okay, so if he's gone, right. <laughs> if you have nobody then to blame, mm-hmm. would we be able to sustain I don't, honestly, I don't think we would. I think that everybody would be fighting to be number one or king or queen. 
trying you're to trying get to, to the so top. So you're trying to tell me that white America is not doing the same thing. You don't feel like they are always competing and trying to fight. I, and, I feel like they're trying to compete, but most times they'll work together because they know that I can, if I make him a partner, we can get more money out together. Just like the guys that they feel like, um, what is the guy's name um, that built a railroad, International Railroad? Rockefeller and all of them. Mm -hmm. It was like five big powerhouses that came together that was pretty much making money off of everybody else mm -hmm. because they came together. Neither None of them were trying to knock anyone off. They were already getting money. Why am I going to try to knock you off when I can make more money from you? But that's not how we're, that's not where our mentality is. Is I want it all. Right. I don't want to share. Right. I don't want to. I want to give credit to nobody. Nope. It's so my. I'll just stay over here and keep making my money, even though I know if I go over there with you, I can make twice as much. Mm -hmm. But I don't. I want to sit here and do it all by myself. Right. So and everybody can look at me. And then I can probably make double without you if I knock you off prior to mm -hmm. working with you. So it's like I'm always trying to get the upper hand instead of working with you. What is, I don't, I, I've never understood this mindset. Why would you want to partner with someone? Because I don't want to share the, not only the money, but the recognition. They don't want to share. I don't want to tell you that you coming to work with me mm -hmm. is going to make me better. Right. Because I should have been able to do that by myself. Without you. Without you. You need me. I don't need you. Right. So that's why people fail to partner a lot of times. Right. You it's even like sometimes I see in um in black businesses, right? A lot of the times, um, and I, I had to learn this because when I started my business, you know, I, I put everything in it, right? My right. blood, sweat, tears, everything, right? So because a lot of the times we don't even have the opportunity to own our own own thing. Mm -hmm. We put everything into it, right? Mm -hmm. All our money will take, get money from my mama. Every, the church put up a collection for you. You get right. your money together to get your business. And then you don't think long term. Right. So you'll rather sit and struggle in the business right. than to get somebody to help you, right? right? Mm -hmm. Or you may have a great business, and when somebody wants to come and buy you out, because mm -hmm. you've invested so much in your baby, your business has become your baby, mm -hmm. you're not thinking to yourself, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to sell my business to you. Because that's that's what white people do. They right. build businesses, they build brands to eventually get bought out, right? right? Um, how many companies have bought, you never think, oh, this person merged with this Sprint merged with AT&T right. or whatever the merge was, right? You thinking, why would two brands... Right that can sustain by themselves, why would they merge? Or why would you let somebody buy you out? Why not? I just, maybe I put in a hundred thousand on this business, but they just bought me out for $3 billion. Like, that's just like I can take that money and start a new brand. That's just like Beats by Dre. He, right. had, he had his whole Beats collection. Got his name on it till this day. He sold it for what? 90 million? Almost a billion? I can't count. 900 million? Something. He sold it for a whole lot of money. But we're so selfish that we want it all. You can't have and it. And I'm sure a lot of his friends, right? A lot of people around him was like, "Nah, man, that's your shit. Don't don't let nobody come in and take your right. stuff." Well, you telling me he was smart enough to say to himself, "Like, no, I'm about to write up this contract that's gonna keep my name on. You want to buy right. me out? My name's still gonna be on it." 
Right. right. I'm still going to be getting some kind of um revenue, some kind right. of profit royalties off of it. Right? right. You just have to be smart. But because we're not used to having. Right. Right. I when I hear white people killing themselves because they was having financial issues, I'm like, shit, I can't do that. I ain't never had no financial <laughs> issues. Bitch, I don't have finances. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have those things to even be. To even understand right. what to do with it. We're fighting over crab legs and chickens. Who ever ate my last piece of chicken? <laughs> right. Or the lady that killed the shot the, the pizza man because he didn't deliver her wings. wings. Right? It's, it's the, that's why I, it's very hard for me to understand. I mean, growing up Caribbean, we were taught like you come to America and you work hard. Right. And you get what you can get. Anything is capable. You're able to be and do anything. Right. I don't understand why Black America doesn't understand that. Where African Americans don't have that same concept. One thing I've actually noticed in a number of people I've, I've had a conversation with, they feel they're still living in the past that they did this to my ancestors and I'm waiting on my 40 acres and a mule. Okay. I feel like so while you're sitting there waiting, you're being broke. I like I'm 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 a I'm a realist. I'm extremely honest, and you know that about me. Mm-hmm. So anytime someone has this discussion with me about what about my ancestors, well, look, <laughs> your ancestors are no longer here. That forty acres and a mule, we're not getting it. Yeah. So how can we? Well, be- you rather give it to a strong. Do you know know how many African-Americans there are? What do you mean give you something? There's been so many procreations. We don't know. Right, right. That money's going to be split to what? How much is that? That means $10 a piece. Right. And and, and that's not going to be enough for you anyway. No. So what are you sitting here expecting? And instead of looking at it as your ancestors went through these things. Right. In order for you to be better, mm-hmm. in order for you to have, change the culture, have more opportunities and give more to all the generations that's coming. Mm-hmm. You're still worried about money. First of all, you can't even spend that money. You didn't go through nothing. Right. They do come up and give us everybody a check. Are you going to feel good for spending? Well, it? the crazy thing is they don't even know who their ancestor was that was out there. You don't even know. All you know is your auntie and your grandma and your right. mom. And most of them are like 40 now. So they weren't out here living when grandma, great grandma, great 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 grandma was getting beat. Right. You don't even know who that is. Right. So what is what are you waiting for? What everybody's waiting for a handout instead of making something happen, being that change. And so by us waiting and expecting that handout, it's just is devaluing our culture. Right. You don't see the other cultures out there waiting for a handout. I don't even think the millennials not even. They don't care. Thinking about they don't care of forty acres. I don't even think they understand any of that. They don't even know what ancestor means, <laughs> except for ancestry.com. Right, because it comes on the commercials. <laughs> right, like it, it, yeah, it's it's baffling. I want to say I applaud the Hispanic community. They're some of the most hardworking individuals. Mm-hmm. They'll work for fifty cents building a wall if they needed to, right, to make their. Even, help their family survive. You see, like Asians come over here yeah. to America. They help each other. They help up their family. You know, I I know the, the nail spot I was going to. 
every sister in the family has a nail salon. And do you know how they do that? I found this out. Like, we always wondered how these Asians or whoever come into our community, open stores, gas stations, these restaurants and whatever, and we can't. I was told, after speaking with them, what they do is they get in groups of 10, five or 10. They all invest 10000 they start the business or whatever. They work minimum wage or whatever. Mm-hmm. They all invest in each one of them. They're eventually going to have their own store, mm-hmm. salon, whatever it is. So they invest with one another. But once again, they're working together. So, so they're they, not, they get one person established. Right. Then when the that next, person and that person gets yes, out well, to the next person. Right. And so on. So and forth. they work within there and they always have somebody coming in to continuously work. So they keep within the same. We can't do that. We can't work together. And we right here. They have to get to America they, first. They got to get to America. <laughs> by the We're summer. already here. Right. And we can't do that. Right. They got to pay for a whole flight. And visas. And, learn, and pay to become American citizens. Learn the language. Learn the language. And, and we can't even do it. And all of those things are given to us. Given right to us. Here. Right here. You're giving up to a 12th grade education. Free. Free. Hmm. So a lot of things that is happening to us as a community is I feel like it's self-inflicted. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. (laughs) It's all right. I mean, I I feel the same way too. I feel like we do the most harm to ourselves, but I do also understand that it's a lot of the times it's because you not you're not seeing anything else outside of what you're in. So you stay in there. They can't even grasp the idea of leaving their community or doing something that's outside of what everybody else is doing. Right. They can't. All they think, oh, like, I, see, I know it's going to sound bad, but like, I'll see people who like, they celebrate a high school graduation. I'm like, well, yes, you should. Right. Because right. they completed school. But some of these celebrations are a little outlandish. Yeah. And I'm like, but you're supposed to. Like, that's all Look, you have in life. And then now what's next? I'm with you. You're right. Honestly, I feel like there shouldn't be no huge celebration for a high school diploma because I feel like that's something that you should do anyway. It's given to you. All you a lot of them, a lot of them, if they see their aunts or your uncles, what didn't even get that. So we're happy that you even got to that. That's why there's now what's next. That's why they settle for the bare minimum. Cause that should not be regardless. If I didn't finish high school, I'm always going to promote you to be better than me. But where's that promotion to be better than me? Do more than what I did. Where, where is it at? You have, you, you have high school graduation parties looking like weddings. <laughs> even the prom. The, yeah. You spending more money on prom that and money, we not even graduate. That money should have been invested in a bank account. To... How about you get them a passport and let them understand that there's more, more. things out here in this world? More out here than Miami Beach. Because mm. that's the go-to spot. That's vacation. That's quote-unquote living. Right. Living in the hotel that's in Hialeah because you can't afford one on South Beach. Well, we got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of work to do. Yeah, it, and it, and I hope that one day that everybody will see that we have the same opportunities as one another, and it starts with you. No one can give you anything; they can't put you in a position. It starts with you. Everybody has people that you, you have people who are secretly watching you, and right. not not in a uh, not a bad way, but they 
these people who are watching and admiring. So make sure that whatever you are representing, whatever you are giving to the world is something that somebody wants to emulate. Right. Let kids see that you're doing... It's okay to talk to kids and tell them like, hey, I really went to school and I did this and this and these are the ways. I didn't just look for a quick way to make money, you know? Right. It's okay to... Even adults, like adults who may not... um have done things when they should have younger. And then now you may have a coworker who's looking at you and say, yeah, you know, it's, it's okay that you're 42 and want to go to college. Go right. do that. You know, that you want to start your own business or what, whatever it is. Like, right. We need to start talking to each other because I think people look at you from a distance and they think like, Oh, I can never do that. Right. Everything's and possible. You can. Yeah. It's possible. I don't care if you're 60 and you want to go to college, go for it. Why not? There's nothing to lose out there. Right. You can only go up from here. That's how I see it. So I think that's enough for the people. <laughs> I think that's enough. My fister in the air. Parasitic yeah, people. I love my I love my people. I love yeah. my community. We love you, but we Just have to do to better. Be better. We have to promote. I don't want to be embarrassed other. by us anymore. Yeah. I get embarrassed sometimes. Yeah, I get embarrassed too by things I see. Things I see being promoted and being shared. It's yeah. like, gosh... This is what things Martin Luther go, King watched. Right. Walk for. The things that go viral, I'm like, oh, I cringe when I see it. Like, I don't watch fight videos and yeah. girls acting crazy and dudes. I, I just, I can't because it's so embarrassing to me because I'm thinking is, this is a white woman looking at this. Talking yeah. about, look at these niggas. Right. Or That's a black man or, or a child or whatever. And there's somebody else looking at us looking like, what the hell is they doing? I just hope that we one day can be better. That's all yeah, I want. Definitely. Be better. Be better than you were yesterday. Mm. That's it. All right. Well, all right, you guys. Thank that was you. heavy. Sorry. We're sorry. We'll make it a little bit lighter next week. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you guys have a blessed week this upcoming week and strive for positivity. Um, encourage someone. Give mm. them a smile. Be the light in somebody's life. All right. See all you right. next week. <laughs>